Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. I'm Sarah Avery of Sarah Avery Legal Practice and today my podcast is bringing you breaking news in relation to the secrecy decision made in the matter of Bernard Kaleri. I'm recording this podcast on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people and I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Now, I don't have access to the full text of the judgment that hasn't yet been published on the Supreme Court website, but what I do have is a summary of the judgment put out by the Supreme Court of the ACT today, 6th of October 2021 on Twitter and I'm sure it will be released on the website in due course. Please excuse a giant truck driving around near me. So the matter is called Kaliri and the Queen number two. The citation is 2021 ACTA 28, and the court consisted of Chief Justice Morell and Justices Burns and Whigney. So I'm going to read from it verbatim. The Court of Appeal has unanimously allowed an appeal by Mr Kaliri concerning the public disclosure of certain information that is likely to be given as evidence in his trial. Mr Kaliri is facing five charges alleging that he breached Section 39 of the Intelligence Services Act 2001, Commonwealth, by communicating information to various ABC journalists that was prepared by or on behalf of the Australian Secret Intelligence Service, in brackets ACES, in connection with its functions, and that he conspired with Witness K to communicate information to the government of Timor-Leste that was prepared by or on behalf of ACES in connection with its functions. I'm just going to pause there. He is charged with a criminal offence of communicating basically information about ACES to the ABC and the context context in which he communicated that was in connection with him representing Witness K who was a whistleblower about Australia bugging the cabinet rooms of the new government of Timor-Leste and that was done in the context of negotiating the Timor Gap Treaty. So that's the background. Now I continue back in to the judgment summary. On 26 June 2020, the primary judge made orders under the National Security Information Criminal and Civil Proceedings Act 2004 Commonwealth, prohibiting the public disclosure of certain evidence that may be given during the trial of Mr Kaliri. The non-disclosure orders were sought by the Attorney General for Australia. They would mean that significant parts of the trial were not conducted in public and that persons involved in the trial, including jurors and others, including the media, could not disclose parts of the evidence given at the trial. The prohibition would continue after the conclusion of the trial. Mr Kaliri accepted that some sensitive information should not be publicly disclosed. Ultimately, he sought public disclosure only of information relating to the truth of six specific matters, which he called the identified matters. The primary judge considered that public disclosure of the information relating to the truth of the identified matters posed a real risk of prejudice to national security. His Honour concluded that non-disclosure orders were appropriate because they would not have a substantial adverse effect on Mr Kaliri's right to receive a fair hearing and the desirability of conducting the proceedings in public did not outweigh the need to protect national security. The appellant appealed from the order. 
So let me just break in there to explain things. Uh, Mr. Kaliri obviously conceded that some things shouldn't be out in public because they had to do with national security, but he thought that a number of things, six specific matters that went to the truth of the allegations against him should be out in public. So he was appealing from an order preventing those six identified matters from being revealed to the public. So when we also hear about the judge who heard the initial application making certain orders, when when that judge was looking at it, he thought Mr. Kaliri can get a fair trial without this material being made public because the jurors will still hear it. They just can't talk about it. And also, before I continue on, I've done a previous podcast episode on the principle of open justice, which means that unless there's a really good reason court proceedings are done in public, because it's really important for justice to be seen to be done. Okay, so now I'm popping back in to the judgment summary. The Court of Appeal accepted that public disclosure of information relating to the truth of the identified matters would involve a risk of prejudice to national security. However, the court doubted that a significant risk of prejudice to national security would materialise. On the other hand, there was a very real risk of damage to public confidence in the administration of justice if the evidence could not be publicly disclosed. The court emphasised that the open hearing of criminal trials was important because it deterred political prosecutions, allowed the public to scrutinise the actions of prosecutors and permitted the public to properly assess the conduct of the accused person. The Court of Appeal remitted the matter to the primary judge to consider the admissibility and effect of further affidavits held by the Attorney General that the primary judge has not yet considered and which have not been provided to Mr Kaliri or his lawyers. Subject to any impact that these affidavits may have, there may be public disclosure of information relating to the truth of the identified matters. So there you go. This is by no means a decision that finalises the matter. It is relating to certain information that can be made public at this stage during the course of the trial. But you'll see that there are other arguments that may need to occur in relation to some affidavits that the Attorney General has that the primary judge hasn't seen and that Mr. Cleary and his lawyers haven't seen. So we will probably see some further developments in this matter. But what you can see today is that in this particular matter, the ACT Court of Appeal has weighed the need to avoid prejudice to our national security against the need for open justice. And they have found that in the circumstances of this particular matter, the interest in open justice outweighs what they say is a risk of national security being prejudiced, but what they doubt will be a significant risk. So there you go. That's breaking news. It's happened today. And I hope that you found this useful. It's really likely that the ACT Supreme Court website will receive a publication of that judgment, but at the moment, all that's available is the judgment summary. In a few days, if you want to know more, I recommend having a look on the website for the judgment summary so that you can understand it better for yourselves. Thank you so much for listening. As you know, I'm Sarah Avery of Sarah Avery Legal Practice. I hope you have an excellent day.